I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. This week was UFC Vegas 38, and before the fight even started, there was major drama when Aspen Ladd, who has already struggled to make 135, almost fell down on the scale because she could barely stand, and missed weight again. Weight cutting is the scourge of the mixed martial arts community, and I would argue the combat sports community as a whole. Will we ever get rid of it? How could we get rid of it? Well, I have some ideas. But first, I am very excited because I've been a fan of Manscaped's products for a long time and they just hooked me up with the perfect package grooming kit. And part of that kit is the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Up here it has what's called Skin Saver technology, which when you're using this where you're supposed to use it, you want to have something called Skin Saver technology. If you've ever nicked yourself or cut yourself, you know how awful that is and you know why Skin Saver technology is very, very important. Also, the Lawnmower 4.0 lasts forever. You can get 90 minutes on a full charge, and no matter how hairy you are, 90 minutes is gonna be enough to get the job done. Also included in the Perfect Package 4.0 kit are two products that I had never used before, but I won't stop using from now on, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. After your shower in the morning, you throw on the Crop Preserver, and that's going to help you control odors all day long. The Crop Reviver, you can throw that on. It's got aloe vera in it. It's a good spritz in case you need to freshen up at some point. Obviously, the Perfect Package Kit has the Lawnmower 4.0, but they're also throwing in two free gifts for you, the Shed Travel Bag and the Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. I was going to put a clip up of me wearing the Boxer Briefs, but this is a family program, so you can take my word for it. They look good. Join more than 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all of their grooming needs. Go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code LESCO20 to get 20% off the all-new Perfect Package Grooming Kit and the Lawnmower 4.0 and two free gifts. LESCO20, manscaped.com. The link is below in the description. So when I was fighting pro MMA... Actually, this might have been a story from when I was still fighting amateur MMA, which, again, is a problem. Weight cutting shouldn't happen at any level, but amateurs cutting a ton of weight, that sucks. Side note, when I was fighting amateur MMA, someone who wasn't super familiar with combat sports and didn't know a lot about MMA, I was at like a family dinner or something. I don't remember the exact occasion, and I I wasn't eating a lot because that's what you do when you're in fight camp and you don't eat a lot no matter where you are. You don't eat a lot at a family dinner or a birthday party or a restaurant. So someone had asked me, like, why I wasn't eating. And I had told them, you know, I'm fighting in five or six weeks and, you know, I have to still lose 15 or 20 pounds. So I just have to watch what I eat. I can't eat that much. And the person who had said this made a comment, like, half joking of like, oh, my God, you're going to lose 15 or 20 pounds in a couple of weeks. Like, you have to show me how to do that. Like, I need to lose weight, too. And I I went on to explain that weight cut is different than like a lifestyle diet and I'll weigh 155 and I weigh 175 right now but I'm going to weigh 155 for hopefully like one hour or less and I'm going to weigh almost the same I weigh right now by the time I get back into the cage and there were a lot of confused faces because that doesn't make a lot of sense so the inevitable next question was well how much will your opponent weigh this must be a huge advantage for you right you'll be way bigger than them and No, we will weigh the same on the night of the fight most likely, and we probably weigh the same right now. Which leads to the very understandable question of, 
why the fuck are you both cutting 20 pounds of weight to put it right back on if you're going to weigh the same anyway? If you both weigh 175, why can't you just agree to fight at 175? Well, because one person in the world could cut weight, it means we all have to. If everyone just agreed they were going to fight at the weight they walk around at naturally, one person could cut 15 or 20 pounds to get a weight advantage and the whole game's off and now we all have to do it. Fortunately, this doesn't seem to be as big a problem in jiu-jitsu. I know people cut weight for jiu-jitsu. I cut weight for jiu-jitsu. Recently, I haven't. I've recently competed in weights higher than the weight I normally walk around at because those were the matches that were offered to me and I took them. It does give you a disadvantage to be 10 pounds lighter than the person you're competing at, especially if they cut weight to get down to the weight that they're now 10 pounds heavier heavier than you at. But it doesn't seem like it happens as much in jiu-jitsu as it does in MMA. And I don't think a lot of people cut a ton of weight for jiu-jitsu. I mean, if you're sweating off like four or five pounds over a couple weeks, like that's not a, that's not a huge deal. So I'm mainly focusing tonight on weight cutting in MMA because that's where most of these problems come from. And we've all seen the pictures of Conor McGregor looking like a skeleton. We've seen Johnny Hendricks crying on the scale. We've seen fighters basically passing out because they can't stand up. If you go on Google and you type in bad weight cut, there are unfortunately a good selection of images for you to look at. And obviously the water weight cut part, the fight week water weight cut is the more dramatic part of the weight cut process, but it starts way before that. Like I said, you're dieting five or six, maybe eight weeks out because you wanna get as lean as possible to have to cut as little water weight as possible. But imagine if we had fighters who were not eating the bare minimum amount of nutrition that they need to fight and maybe they were eating like actual healthy food i mean yeah all athletes should eat healthy and every person should eat healthy but there's a reason that lebron james does not consistently run a caloric deficit do you think that he would perform worse if he was constantly getting a thousand less calories every day it can't aid your performance to constantly be in a calorie deficit I'm just tired of seeing people suck themselves all the way out for fights and then end up looking so terrible. And then we send these people out there for basically a fight to the death like 24 hours later. According to a study that I read called The Possible Role of Hydration in Concussions and Long-Term Symptoms of Concussion for Athletes, a review of the evidence by James E. Clark and Emily Sirois, Hydration has an impact on athletes for suffering concussive injuries and the long-term ramifications associated with sports-related concussive and repeated sub-concussive traumas, and that change the ability for neural and connective tissues to withstand connective forces placed on the cerebral cortex during play, even when forces are less than suspected thresholds for causing a concussion to occur, leading to greater risk for suffering a concussion. I hope you did not skip to the next podcast in your playlist because I had to say all those science-y words. Basically, it's a way more scientific way of saying you're more likely to get a concussion when you're dehydrated, which you are after having a brutal, brutal weight cut. You have time to rehydrate, but your body is not 100%. Even if a hard shot would not have normally knocked you out or given you a concussion, you are more likely for either of those things to happen when you are dehydrated, which you will be after a cut.
So basically all those sciencey words I just said boils down to weight cutting in combat sports is a bad idea. The UFC made some changes that they thought would help with weight cutting and they sound good up front, but when you think about them for more than two seconds, they're not such great plans. The UFC went to early weigh-ins where instead of having to be dehydrated all day to show up at 6 p.m. on a Friday night to weigh in for a fight the next day on Saturday, you would weigh in early Friday morning, which would give you more time to recover, maybe 30 hours or 35 hours before a fight, you, you could start rehydrating. That sounds good. However, it sort of means you could cut a lot more and do more damage in the cut because you know you have more time to recover. So maybe you would start your cut at a heavier weight cut more water weight assuming you have more time to recover and you're still compromised before you go into fight the ufc also got rid of ivs which again sounds good because the idea would be if there's no iv people won't cut as much because they don't have a big tool they used to use to help them rehydrate problem is people are hard to break habits and if you usually cut 20 pounds during fight week and that's the way you prepare for fights and that's your plan not having an IV just means that you're not going to hydrate as well after you did the same thing you've always done, which was cut a huge amount of weight. So again, you're probably going to the fight more compromised than not less without the IV. Ideally, all the major promotions, the UFC, Bellator, they would also adopt One's policy. One has a really, really good weight cut policy, and they don't even like to use the word weight cut whenever they talk about fighter weight classes. Basically, it seems to be like the best bet. It, it's not perfect. It's not an ideal situation. There are workarounds that people can figure out, but it's it's at least thinkable. It makes sense. Fighters for one championship, they compete at their walking around weight. Fighters are tested multiple times during the fight week for both their weight and their hydration during fight week. If they're not adequately hydrated or if their weight is not where it's supposed to be, then they can basically get the fight canceled. So it would benefit you to show up at the weight you're supposed to weigh so your fight doesn't get canceled and they're checking you multiple times. I would be in favor of same day weigh-ins where you weigh in the day before like usual, but then you also weigh in maybe four hours before your fight and your weight can't have gone up by a certain percentage. Otherwise that would mean you had been rehydrating. But again, that's just like the my plan that I just said is similar to the mistakes the UFC made, in my opinion, where it just means that if you weigh in on Friday, you won't rehydrate fully for Saturday because you have that second weigh-in. So like, this is why there's a problem with, with weight cutting. It's There's no easy solution. There's no perfect workaround. But the one thing, they, they do a thing called a gravity test, which is basically a urine test, and the doctors can see what the concentration of your urine is to tell how hydrated you are. Uriah Faber used to say that if you had to beat a gravity test, you just hold your pee for a really long time, but I mean, I don't know how well that works. I am not a scientist, despite sounding very eloquent reading you all those sciencey words that I just did. But the gravity test will test your kidney function and your hydration status, and again, if you don't meet certain levels, they don't let you fight, so why would you not meet certain levels? One step further that they could go, I think would be to test hydration levels all year. Do like spot checks, just like you do random drug tests for USADA, and I, I know one doesn't have USADA. I, this is ideal world here I'm talking about, not right now what's happening. If you show up to a fighter's camp and you test their hydration level, then you know that's what it is, that's what it's supposed to be. 
check their weight, make them hop on a scale randomly, and then if they show up for fight week, they have to be close to that. Like, we need to know what people's walking around weight is because that's the weight they should be fighting. Obviously, a, a local or a regional promoter is not going to have the infrastructure to be testing fighters year-round, especially amateur when you have brand new people making amateur debuts, fighting their first fight all the time. You can't test someone year-round if you don't know they're going to fight for you, if you've never heard of them before. But you might think that if the major organizations all adopted these better standards, People would fight at the weight that they're going to hopefully fight at should they get called up. It wouldn't make any sense for me to keep fighting at 155 when I was fighting on the local scene, hoping to get to the UFC, and then, oh, now I fight at 170 because that's what my natural walking around weight is. Like, that cut wouldn't make any sense on the local level. I'm sure people would still do it. I'm sure people still make dumb decisions, but it, it would be a step in the right direction. And yes, I'm spending a lot of money for fight organizations that is not my own to build in this, this infrastructure, but the UFC sends USADA out to how many people they have on the roster, a couple hundred? Like, they can swing it. They can make it happen. I'm sure that someone from the UFC is watching my video now, and I have just solved the weight-cutting problem, so you are welcome. I will, I will take a check for my intellectual property and my good idea. I'm sure that that's not true. I'm sure weight cutting will still exist. I do hope that at some point we get to a world where we can look back on it and say, why the hell did we let that happen? So the whole thing that started my weight cut rant was UFC Vegas 38. And there were a lot of fights on that card and I'm not gonna go into to all of them. One weird thing that I do wanna talk about was the Kevin Holland versus Dawkins fight. I like Kevin Holland. I enjoy watching him fight. Dawkins is from Philly, so I always pull for him. So basically in their fight, there was an exchange that resulted in an accidental headbutt that it, it looked like it knocked out Kevin Holland and I think it was like a flash knockout. It was super unintentional. You can tell by the replay, it was just a clash of heads that Kevin Holland got the worst of it. The fight was ruled a no contest and I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that being a no contest. That's what no contest is for. It's for an accidental foul done obviously not on purpose that results in a competitor not being able to continue the fight. However, Big Dan initially let the fight keep going and it wasn't until after Dawkins got a rear naked choke finish that it was later ruled a no contest. There's the that's the problem for me. It's either a no contest the instant the accidental blow happens and the fight is immediately stopped or it's not a no contest. We let the fight keep going and then whatever the result ends up being, the result ends up being. If it was reversed and Kevin Holland ended up submitting Dawkins, would they have gone back and called that a no contest? I have a hard time thinking they would undo a submission win from a guy who got knocked out because it should have been a no contest. It's a bad spot for both of these guys. I know obviously no one wants to end a fight in a no contest. No one wants to end a fight with an accidental headbutt. I hope that they fight again. I know that refereeing is super tough. I know that Dan is a really good referee. He's refed fights of mine before. I just wish the ending was handled a, a little better. The main event from UFC Vegas 38 was Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker, and Tiago Santos beat Johnny Walker via unanimous decision in a very boring fight. There is not much else to say there. I'm not going to spend a lot of time breaking down a fight that, for the most part, no one enjoyed watching. You're not supposed to end episodes on boring notes, but here we are.
Thank you all for listening. I hope you found the episode interesting. Thank you again to Manscaped. Be sure to check them out at manscaped.com and use the coupon code LESGO20 to take 20% off your order. The link is in the description below as well. If you want to watch the video version of this episode or every episode, the link to our YouTube page is below. There are a lot of other videos on there that don't really work as an audio only thing, so check that out as well. If you did enjoy the episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. It really helps us out. And if you really want to help us out, why not check out our bonus content on Patreon? You get tons of stuff for as little as $3 a month. There is a lot of content coming, so stay tuned. Thanks again. I will see you all in the next episode.